This is Sunday's Psychedelic Spirit with Aaron Akulis, brought to you by the Peace on Drugs podcast. A quote from Timothy Leary. Throughout human history, as our species has faced the frightening, terrorizing fact that we do not know who we are or where we are going in this ocean of chaos, it has been the authorities, the political, the religious, the educational authorities, who attempted to comfort us by giving us order, rules, regulations, informing, forming in our minds their view of reality. To think for yourself, you must question authority and learn how to put yourself in a state of vulnerable open-mindedness, chaotic, confused vulnerability to inform yourself. All right, today's psychedelic spirit. Sunday's psychedelic. Um, I'm recording this on Saturday, June 19th, which Biden just made a national holiday. Juneteenth. Juneteenth is uh, the African American Independence Day. It started in Texas. Went on June 19th, 1865. Texas proclaimed freedom for slaves. This Juneteenth marks over a hundred years since the worst massacre in American history, where in 1921, from May 31st to June 1st, a white mob killed hundreds of black people and burned down what was then the most affluent black community in America. A town outside of Tulsa, Oklahoma named Greenwood by the black entrepreneur O.W. Gurley, who had been born a slave but became a lawyer. He started a newspaper, Greenwood, um, a newspaper in Greenwood called the Tulsa Star, informing black people of their legal rights. And white people back then And this is such a tragic story, and I think it's important that we remember the past so we don't make the same mistakes. I think we've come a long way since then, but we are, you know, there's a lot going on with the racial tensions and law enforcement, and that's a scary thing to be happening. It's when you consider this conscious history. To so today's psychedelic spirit, I want to talk about mental parasites. These are ideas reality. that so infect and spread through culture and create things like white nationalism and Nazis. About, um, and we need to like like nip such things These in ideas the bud that we are considering race. atrocities against mankind that have led to the past. So I was driving to Captiva and I was listening to Joe Rogan, over, the Joe Rogan experience with uh, America, Andy Norman, but especially in the who is South, a philosophy teacher, you know, and he's been studying the concept of mental parasites. I won't go into a lot of detail about his studies, because you can just listen to Andy Norman on the on Joe Rogan's podcast, like and I recommend you do. So I was riding down the road in Captiva on my way to, to a gig. I was listening to this podcast, and what he was sure. saying got me There's thinking. And so I turned off the podcast and put on Spangle, EDM world psychedelic music. It doesn't have words, so I allows me to just think. I began ruminating on the concept of mental parasites, and I pulled out my phone and recorded my thoughts, which I'm. Which There's I'm now a lot of questions the there. Well, what 
Um, what benefit would it be so for the government just to lie to us about thought out loud and I'm sure it has to answer so questions. Because I got to thinking do, about the topic, you, about this topic, uh, uh, how it would be great for psych the psychedelic spirit, because it's important that we build uh, our immunity to mental parasites. Those, you have a very so what are mental parasites? They are ideas. Ideas that can spread like a virus, that can infect our minds with delusions, that can obscure reality and be very dangerous when groups of homo what I would say to flat earthers like, okay, and then so if I take a telescope, I can look at Mars. And the group becomes as large as a nation. Let's ignore the fact that all the other Germany. parents are around. Mental that, parasites ours is too, right? spread, but also, uh, spread them through you language. That far, so let's, let's think about language. Language is just code. It's code we use to describe reality. We frame our realities in words, but the words never completely match true reality. Sometimes they are almost perfect, and they serve us, you know, to do great things, share ideas, create new technologies. But sometimes they can become destructive, as in nationalism, this idea that white people are a superior race, and if you start believing something like that, if you're white, you start looking down on other yeah, races, what if I can see it can lead over the horizon to just laws. You know, it can lead to into the horrible violence, system. like what happened yeah, in 1921 in Tulsa. Yeah, these ideas can be well, very insidious, slam, and so when they know, spread, we must work to build our immunity against them. That's another example of mental parasites is the flat earth movement. Now, while their movement might not seem dangerous, the problem is that believing nonsense weakens our immune system and weakens our immunity to other bullshit. And so we become more susceptible to more insidious mental parasites. So these flat earthers are people who start to question it, too much. They start to buy into too to many conspiracy theories because, sure, some of them make a little sense on the surface. Like, and so I was like thinking, the U.S. might be behind 9-11. I'm not saying about, that there is truth to this. Like, I'm saying oh, that on the surface, Andy, uh, could, yeah, little, some, you could see a point to it because you know, it, it opened the door for the U.S. to invade Iraq, even true. though Saddam Hussein and the Iraqi government so, had nothing to do with 9/11. Americans wanted revenge, and they found it easy at the time to just blame Islam. And then the Bush regime, the regime, they used that hate that Americans had towards radical Islam to frame Iraq as an equal threat. They started spreading mind parasites, or maybe more aptly, they took advantage of the mind parasites that were already spreading. So we attacked Iraq, and a lot of military supply companies that were going out of business because we weren't at war, they were bought up by companies like the Carlyle Group that Cheney and Bush were heavily invested in. All of a sudden, those companies that they bought for very cheap started turning a profit because all of a sudden, that war. And also, a lot of the oil pipelines that they were monopolized by American companies that Cheney was invested in. So, if you look at, uh, if you base your investigation on 9/11 on who profited, America and, and specifically the Bush and Cheney administration, they look, they look guilty. But there's a saying I heard on Dan Carlin. Um, it was uh, something Winston Churchill said. 
and then never let a good crisis go to waste. Made a woman. I mean, it's pretty World ridiculous. Just and, um, put it on the surface. If somebody, if you didn't know anything about basically that, basically, it's a military said, oh, political, I'll tell you political how strategy. Came and so it seems said, more yeah, likely that this is what the Bush administration did. I doubt that they would have allowed 9 11 to happen for their own profits. It seems much more likely that they simply took advantage of the tragedy for their own profits. And there are other conspiracies that seem even more believable and may even be closer to the truth than what we uh, teach in our history classes, like the JFK assassination. You know, that was one thing that uh, that was one one of the things that Joe Rogan and Andy Norman brought up. That there really could be and probably is something to that one, and and that just because something is a conspiracy theory doesn't mean it's inherently false. But but it all comes down to is that when when we're looking at at news stories, conspiracy or conspiracies, we have to look at the facts. So take a conspiracy like Flat Earth. I have a lot of questions. I'm going to be able to like, live in a what benefit would the government the have for lying about the shape of the earth? And I'm sure a flat earth has an answer. Because what people do when they have a low immunity for mind parasites is that well, the mind parasites gain a strong resistance to actual facts. Like, uh, it's like, like a bacteria gaining resistance to antibiotics. For example, I would ask this to a flat earther. If I take a telescope, I can look at Mars. I can see that all the planets around us are, spe- are spheres. Um, so it seems like, like we are uh, also a sphere ourselves. That would make sense. But that doesn't prove anything. But what if I take that same telescope that I can see all the way to Mars and look across the Gulf of Mexico? So what I was thinking is from a mountain, say, in Aspen, Colorado, why can't I see London? I'm, you know, now, uh, now, if I ask this, if I ask one of these questions to a flat earther, I'm going to guess that they have some age. some kind of bizarre explanation because they have built up a defense system against truth. Their bullshit has Poland. more bullshit to explain away logic. So the problem is, they begin to relate to the the conspiracy so much that it becomes a part of their identity as an individual. I am a flat earther. And now, they're not just defending some ridiculous claim. They're defending their individuality. And that's how mind parasites work. This belief is... What it's separates like, uh, uh, people yeah, believe this what separates them from the herd. The so they want it to be true so bad that any hard evidence beard, you can show them, they can explain away with more mind pain. There was actually a story that Andy Norman told on Joe Rogan. It's like, so imagine someone who believes flat earth and gets to heaven and gets to ask one question to God. And he's like, God, tell me, was the earth flat? And God's like, no, the earth was round. To tell us it's as round as a basketball. It's just completely round. Wasn't real. And then he's and like, oh my question God. Whether God was real. Which if you think about the conspiracy it, goes higher than right I thought. There, you know, like he's, it doesn't it's matter basically a pastor how, how much you think God himself existed and told you if, that. If that Bible story is true so bad. and Jesus so is the one true I was thinking God about all this and, um, and I got to thinking, then why couldn't I question? I thought specifically why couldn't I say, about a point is God real? And then I could look into it and it would just be so obviously true. Only because you want it to be But true. then, of course, if you, you ask a Christian this, they're going to say, well, that's because the devil's tempting and God's testing your faith. Some examples, again, they've created all these walls to stop you from People that love the Catholic Church. I was reading the book Betrayal. A lot of the people I know that grew up in church are still breaking the story of all the pedophilia in the Catholic Most Church. Don't tell you not to tell and you kids that. A lot of kids that thing, had been molested went to their I parents. Pastor actually did uh, some parents raised hell. 
But God, others told their kids to hush their mouths. I didn't at a very they young viewed age the priest as extensions have that, of their God, uh, so they refused to believe immunity. their own children. For, for my parasites. And again, I'm not, gonna, I'm not saying the story of Santa Claus. And there's other things with Christianity. Like, my, uh, like scientists a, have mapped the human genome and to understand very fun, that it's I, I an impossibility cool that our genetic uh, makeup could be traced back to two humans. And when I say this to Christians, people in my own family, they shrug it off like it's fake news or maybe it's the devil tempting their faith. But the reality is that they are choosing to believe what they want to be true in spite of facts. And thus, they are destroyed. Guy flying through the air, magically coming down chimneys, all of the houses in the world in one night. The so it's kind of a Bible is not crazy true. story to believe. If you believe and in God, I didn't have, have to believe that, right? that God I did have my grandfather try to uh, tell me that it was it true. God created was man, atheist, took a rib, and, and with he, um, that rib, he And he would tell me, oh, don't listen to your parents. I mean, the story on its surface is pretty ridiculous. If you didn't know anything about the story and some stranger told you that he knew why he all exists and said, right, so there's this guy that looked like that looked just like us with a long beard. He was, he was the only thing that ever existed, just hanging out in darkness. I would eat and one day, so that he just proof. made so everything a short out of time thin air. Then he made a man. Then he took out one of the man's ribs and made a woman out of that rib. Believing. And then so they went and had kids, their kids made babies with each other, and then their grandkids uh, with their cousins, and then their kids and their kids, and that's how you're here. Um, if someone told you that, and you hadn't grown up with that, with that story, story, it'd be laughable. You'd think, so like, kid, they're crazy. Say you're, like, know, what the hell are you grade, talking about? It's just some, it's just an old story, and it's been passed down. People find it easy to believe. The thing is, it's not true. And if... Not, not in its literal sense. Um, are you at school and you're but if you take Santa it as Claus metaphor, kids, you know, like, we, we just shouldn't Santa Claus. Like, shout that you uh, believe that one man goes truths. down every chimney in the entire uh, world, you know, that, that flying and reindeers, and then the Batman goes down your chimney and like it's magic. Like, <laughs> magic you know, doesn't people exist. really want to believe that when they die, kid, right? they will get to live in a castle in the sky with everyone they love. It's a very beautiful thought. And the idea that that may not be true is a terrifying The idea that you may go back to where you were before real and not born, real within like, reality. That. And I'm just going to get off subject for one second. Unfortunately, for one minute it's much about, more likely um, than the that, castle that, in the sky. The ways to think about why that's we a dark thought. And I myself, because I don't like it either. When we were evolving, and, uh, we were I do like the idea that there would be something else. And there was another I have no proof that there won't be, but no proof that there will be. So because I can't choose to believe the happier thing because I want it to be true, I'm stuck in Which is the point Whatever we are, whatever we are here for, you know, we caught elk. Have you ever had elk? Like, I've never had elk. The present it's moment is revealed. Taste. So what like, we should, I really want to go there. bathe in it. But you, you heard that they're cannibals. Bask in the love so every second. You could choose to, to just want on this to believe them. Every like, he said they're not cannibals and they're going to have elk and I've always sunset, wanted to try this. It's an amazing share. experience. That's what you would want to believe. You would want them not to be cannibals. I was thinking, what's the one story where our immunity towards bullshit may have suffered a blow in our child? And if they weren't cannibals, you could miss out on a good feast. What's the one story that most children Fear, Western this is culture the fear of negative bias that is also another thing I'm going to say for another podcast about how the negative the bias story of Santa Claus affects 
our entire culture. Man, but the idea is that if you chose the the, on the one that would pole. lead to you eating a meal, sets up the structure the, for the and, and you cannibals, cool, you got a meal. But if you chose the one that led to cannibals and work cannibals, you're dead. So it'd be better to not eat a meal and go back and just eat whatever nuts and berries you had and just miss out on the elk because you're still alive. So we have a very, so that's the system we have to decipher between what's real and not real in reality. So the sky and answers children's wishes into our agricultural society that we have now where we so the story we're told not not as we would um, with the exception of um we were told not like countries if you're living in america you don't have to worry about child we were told that it was real and jeffrey dahmer was here wake up but you know gifts you know actually the neighbor the neighbors invite you over for dinner you don't have to question where you're going to be eaten so i mean the story is so ridiculous a man with flying reindeer and you choose to around believe the entire planet in one night his sleigh holds uh, all of the gifts for all of the real. children this fat man climbs down your chimney and puts the gifts under your tree then, every chimney in the world in one single night you're not gonna it's not course, gonna lead to only your the good children, it's just right? the way you get ridiculed the at bad school, children get coal coal represents fire, fire. You learn like, how this to is heaven and hell strange beliefs and now, so you I go want to explain that when I was growing uh, up, I did not believe uh, in Santa Claus. Cindy at school said I questioned it, there is no of course, Santa because Claus my friends believed. Story, but my parents, and, from the beginning, and that, you know, told you me, me that the story wasn't true. They did this said, because their church told them um, not to tell us Santa was real. Because says, that well, if we one day found out Santa, is, um, or when we found out Santa some, wasn't real, we might question whether God was real. Now, if you think about it, for that right this, there this, uh, is the pastor scenario. almost saying says, that like my God story well, is believe? ridiculous. So let's, let's just stick to the, the one story. I mean, if the Bible story is true and Jesus is the one true God or the son of the one true God, then why couldn't I question it? Why couldn't I ask, is the Bible story the truth? Because if it was undeniably the truth, then now, I could look into it, go, and I'd find no holes. I just got but of course, if you ask a Christian this, no they'll have reasons. They, they have these defenses, you know, against the, like, like a defense against antibiotics trying to fight off the mind parasite. They'd say, well, the devil could tempt you. You have to have faith. God will test your faith. You better know, not to question. Really, really they have all the these walls to guard their mental parasites. So I was thinking, so bad. a lot of the people the I know who are still Christians did believe in Santa Claus. Most churches don't tell you not to tell your children. They're gonna go so not to tell your children about Santa Claus. So here's the thing. I think that my parents' pastor actually did me a favor. Because I didn't, at that very young age, so have that, that breakdown of my immunity from mind parasites. parasites. Now, now, I'm not saying that the story of Santa Claus is necessarily evil. It's not, as in, it's not like an insidious mind parasite. It's a fun, cool story. It's, it's a fun thing for a child to believe in, for their imagination. But again, it's a fake story that you're not just told is real, but you're shown that it's real by receiving material gifts as proof. And this could be damaging to your child's immunity from bullshit. So... No I'm actually happy my parents' pastor stopped that breakdown but, um, of my immunity if you think about karma, because at this some point, point I was able to see through the church's bullshit. Now, I should say, you, I did have a craving to believe you. in Santa Claus. There might not be any I, I had actually had my grandfather that, try to like, tell yeah, me that it was real. My grandfather was an atheist, and he would tell me, don't listen to your parents. 
Because um, he thought it was a cool story. Live your life and he on just that wanted it to be a part of my childhood. That, that's a good way to live. It's a part so of his as childhood. As what you're doing and also, I, I think he didn't like the reasons that he didn't believe in Santa because of the God thing. So I stayed with him on Christmas Eve. And he said, he's like, your parents are wrong. I got it to you. He had us leave milk and cookies out. And he I'm said, you like, oh, forgot to pay for this. cookies will be gone and because Santa it's one of those things where, like, you have to go back and, and the next pay. morning, but we were in a hurry, I had a so present from Santa. Next time I was and there, the cookies I and milk were gone. Save the funny thing was, is, some crumbs. Because um, I was like, my first thought was, you know, ah, it's just a glass. Who cares? I spend a lot of money here. My grandfather swore it wasn't him. And as a kid, I couldn't imagine him lying to me. So I believed him. Or at least I wanted to. You just make yourself say, no, I want to put that back and do it right. I don't want to get the negative So for a short time, I thought maybe Santa was real and I would question it. But of course, my parents quickly sold him out. And the funny thing about the story was that the, that the drink was um, uh, that he didn't believe in God, tea, so he didn't the, understand the, the honesty. So it's like the name of the product is honesty. I can't just They didn't want me to know the truth because they wanted me to continue to believe in their story of magic. They wouldn't see the irony because they actually believed in the crazy story. You know, like um, to them, it's not it's really beautiful it's a, out here. It's a real and I'm, but I'm just thinking, you know, about these mind parasites. And the thing is, the culture right now in this country has gotten. My, gran my very, grandpa very just thought, you know, it's a harmless, it's harmless for a kid to have a little blame, but I'm also going to so say this. I'm sorry if you're a Trump lifetime. fan, but listen. So let's use the Santa story to explain like, how our community can so break many down. Things. And let's I say you're a kid with, like, in second mom, grade who still believes in Santa. And, and you go to school, and some other kid named Chelsea laughs at you for still believing in Santa. She's like, you believe in a man flying reindeer brings you presents down your chimney? Economic policies. Your a lot of people vote for, for you, the right idiot. Reasons, for those reasons, yes. Really harsh and song. that's not that they're brainwashed. Uh, so you go back, like that. They you go back the, and you uh, bring this up to your mom. On the right. now, some parents some might realize it's time for the truth. I think, um, but let's say you your mom more gives you the option to choose yourself. A lot of these says, other problems because it goes against human nature. Human nature is if what I do you work believe hard, I, I lied to you? And that kind of mentality actually does work better. Now, as a second reader, you might rather choose the magic flying reindeer in Santa Claus, especially after watching all those movies sitting on his lap in the mall, than to believe that your parents would lie to you. So you choose Zealous, to believe in Santa. You know, this crumbles your natural like defense to fight off mind parasites. mind parasites. Even though you're eventually told it's not real, so the damage is already like done. Comes along and they want Think about why we have this natural defense against bullshit. I've actually, when we were I've actually heard people say, let's say you, you heard a neighboring tribe me, of cannibals. Then you're out in the woods and collecting berries, and a kid from the other tribe approaches you and invites you to dinner, assures you they are not cannibals, by and that they have, Jesus they've himself. captured or yeah, killed, they've killed the, an elk and are having a great crazy feast. nonsense. It's now, like if Trump you choose to believe that they are cannibals, you miss out on the elk. The but it may save your life. That and you'll live to have elk. The religious day. right are going to really you, love his stuff. If you and I even heard someone in the Key West talking about what you about want to be true, they are not cannibals. You might eat and never have elk in your life. So being careful not to simply believe what you want is in your best interest. And it's, uh, this, is the, this is like the, the mental system that we have in place to decipher what's real and not real. On any political and side it's not always accurate. We miss out on uh, like you know, that with a nice figure because that's but when being cautious and believing the things we want to, to be true you have to understand. This is a bit into us. Trump. 
So, said months before the so election, in this said, industrious society the only way created, he could lose the election is if it was rigged. And if the it's neighbors invite you over for dinner, we don't have to worry so about being eaten. He told his audience like, what lived, his game plan was, Dahmer. that if he lost, what he was going to say. So before there same was any evidence that anything story. was about to happen, he if just you choose said to believe that. in it, and then you might be ridiculed when, at school. And he also knew but that you could just a lot of keep those most Republicans were going to the polls. If you choose to believe in it, will not lead to your demise. So we knew, they predicted What's going to so, happen is it's going to look like Trump's winning. The kid that chose that to believe kind of say, look, we won over the harder truth that enough bail amounts come in, and them. it turns out that it's a loss, he can say it was stolen, and it's going to look fishy because there's going to be a different kind of election because of COVID. So everything that we knew was going to happen happened exactly that way. So we need to look at a very close race. The thing is, especially ideological systems, the polling places like in Georgia, you heard Trump on the phone say, find the way Westerners talk about the not the, the actual um, Hindu belief in reincarnation uh, handler was like, that this the problem is we don't have the votes and this but is a Republican who's getting death threats from Republicans like if you do good who wanted Trump good to win and himself voted for Trump life. he is a Republican if you do bad but he things, also bad things will actually cares about there's probably democracy little science and can't just make up votes I mean, so, there are and bad the thing people is, who become billionaires and good people who die young I think being a good person will bring you joy in this life and will bring good people to want to be around you so in this sense it is true any but either way, my point they is, don't need, that and they say there is proof. And this version of karma well, is a good way to live your life. The fake news, blah 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 right. blah. A few weeks and ago, I was, uh, I was at Target and I realized all the evidence, and when I got no evidence, I forgot to pay for a drink. And so many Republicans, I mean, you're says, talking about also saying the like, Democrats stole the election from the Republicans who were in charge of the Senate and had the presidency. So how much credit are you giving the Democrats to pull off something to steal it from the people in charge? And, and from states like Georgia that were run by Republicans who didn't want, didn't want Biden to win. Tea, the brand is so the fact is, tea. these people have very low. I was like, I can't steal something called parasites. honesty. Basically, it is they have unloaded. So I just rang one up the next so time. So they're going to believe whatever they back. want to believe. And what they so want to believe So living your life by abstract ideas that may not be backed by truth aren't necessarily bad. I don't think that believing in karma or avoiding the deadly sins or following the Ten Commandments means your mind is swarmed with mind parasites. Some of these belief systems can help God. us to be better people. Look what he did to the Supreme Court. We're going to be able to outlaw abortion. And I they're just think, like, however, they think that it's this, that our society is being sent from God. And that's just terrifying thing. So then when the election, when he loses an election, and he says it's stolen, and as our immunity I mean, for these things really down, a, a, they are now a, running rampant. puts our country in a really and sad place. things could get very so bad. divided right now. And that's why I wanted to talk about them today. I don't like getting political, but here's the thing. The things that are happening in this country, all this misinformation, all conspiratorial, uh, conspiratorial and thinking. There, there are all this is happening. Three reasons for this. And it is the first a, I've already a, a said. Directly related to Trump's presidency and COVID nineteen. So with these two things, I can't talk about this and just try to dodge the Trump thing in order to not offend somebody who might be listening who might actually like Trump. And most of it, I'd say. You, can, actually, you do have the right to believe whatever you want. And if you're a Republican like and you're thinking about your, but your wallet, people don't know how to navigate I, I understand, but so you can't sit here and say that so they are the election was stolen their unless you actually have direction proof. That confirms and I remember talking to my aunt. She said her proof was that she Making saw somebody more confident than ever um, that the bullshit in their head she heard somebody in North Carolina truth. I can't remember what it was but she basically said she saw the somebody in North Carolina oh I remember what it was she said I could have voted twice if I wanted to I have a mail-in ballot and I could have went in and voted and I'm like way of thinking is first of all a lot of people lost uh, their jobs, or, and you would get or isolated, 
you know, so we came out of COVID and have. the riots. Also, are you saying we should recall North Carolina because Trump the vaccines North Carolina. So are so Bill Gates can track um, you? Meanwhile, so anyway, you that's just the thing. People they don't want to hear any truth. Showing any everything facts, you do so that, on that, Instagram. This week's podcast, I'm not trying to we look down on, on talk down about people that believe what the they want to believe. You have to understand that reality. I didn't want to say because of how divisive this reality with words. We actually create two realities: the reality that we're describing, and then there's the real reality that is the actual. What's going on? I cannot talk about. My parasites and misinformation without being your side or their side, and then there's constantly fake news. Even when the news was something he himself said. No matter how we describe reality, we're never going to fact check. And Trump's indifference for the truth is unlike any politician ever before him. Scream from your mountaintop, whether that's your Facebook page or whatever you're getting out there. Try to look at it as honestly as possible. 70% of the things he said were not true. Try to decipher while only 4% we don't need bullshit, right? We have enough uh, going around. When I say so this to a Trump the supporter, they have can, those antibodies to protect their mind so parasites I'm from the truth. They say fake news, the or they'll sky. ask, well, who funds PolitiFact? Who's profiting? I looked into that. Just be in a moment for a while. Just hang out. Don't, you know, if you live near the woods, go for a hike, go for a walk. Just sticking to the facts. Experience in the world is absolutely And we have a free press for a reason. I'm going to go in and play some music. That was this week's what they're saying is completely off fox news could blow them out of the water but they're not they can't take you know platforms like fox news that that support president trump and support the republican party don't come out and say things against these facts because they can't they just switch the conversation over now if you think about it this is why evangelicals love 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 donald trump their immunity to mind parasites is damaged Trump preys on their weakness and they love it. They get they get the same high, if not even more, by going to his rallies that they get going to church. I walked into a store to buy a towel in Key West and there was um, all this Trump paraphernalia everywhere. So before I turned around to leave, I heard a woman talking uh, I, to, to who I assume was the owner of the store behind the counter. And she said, did you hear? Trump's going to be here doing a rally. And the owner says, like, I, I know. She's like, I know. And she got all giddy. She said, she said oh, um, she's like, this is going to be my first rally. The other woman says, I went to one a few weeks back. Oh, my God. You can feel the energy. It's intoxicating. Intoxicating was her exact word. Anytime a political figure is intoxicating to a mass of people, all wearing some sort of insignia, in this case, red hats. It's terrifying. I guarantee that all the people who believe the Holocaust didn't happen are among those intoxicated by this man who has a complete indifference to the truth. And he will also tell you all of the things you want to hear. He is the living embodiment of the way people use their phones to find things to back up their own beliefs. Our old dog sitter, Mimo Weiss' old dog sitter, told my mother-in-law, she's, this is her word, she was like, you know the election was stolen, right? Trump was sent from Jesus to save this country. And she was like almost scaring my mother-in-law, trying to get her to say she agrees, and, and she doesn't agree. And this reminds me of the scene in Sound of Music when the kids, uh, the kids like, Heil Hitler, um, and the family like 
he watches the family as they carefully, you know, make sure that they do it right. Like, yes, Heil Hitler, because if they don't say it, then bad things could happen to them. And I don't think that we're far from something like that happening. With the level of mind parasites that have infected the hive mind of our country, and it happens on the left too. It, it does, and there's, there's, it's, it's happening. It happens everywhere. So I'm not just trying to say that the only thing that we have to worry about is the right. There's a far left movement. There is, you know, people saying America is as racist as it's ever been, and when clearly we've came a long way since slavery and since the 1960s and the civil rights movements, and since June of 1921 in Tulsa, but they want to believe it's so. Like they, that's what they want to believe. They want to feel like that they're a part of a movement as important to history as the March on Washington was. But um, and don't get me wrong, some of the movements you know against police against police brutality is very very important. I'm not downgrading that. But this idea, there was something Kevin Hart said. I was watching Bill Maher and he brought it up that Kevin Hart's like uh, America is as racist is more racist than it's ever been. It's like well that that's just not true. And but again. Those, so I, I don't think that that kind of thinking is as insidious as the Trump thing, because what they're doing is they're trying to make the world better. And whether they're over-exaggerating the racism, it, they, the overcorrection might be a little damaging, but for the most part, the overcorrection is not really hurting us. It's, it's we're still moving to a better place. And reforming the police is not a bad thing. That's what my whole podcast is about, the drug war. That's a way to reform the police. Um, but Trump, he has a large percentage of Americans believing the election was stolen. And he said this would be a strategy well before the election. He said the only way he could lose is if it was rigged. His entire game plan was laid out. Republicans will mostly vote at the polls. Liberals will vote by mail. Those votes will keep coming in. So claim the election is being stolen by the Democrats. It'll look like Trump won. His supporters will be intoxicated by the news. Then, if the mail-in votes do swing the election, we'll just yell as loud as we can that it was stolen. And you can hear Trump on the phone with Georgia head of elections telling him to find the votes. This is not fake news. The recording's there. Trump literally called him and said, find the votes. And the guy he was talking to was a Republican who, who himself wanted Trump to win, but he cared too much about democracy and free and fair elections to find the votes. Now, these zealous, intoxicated Trumpers are sending him death threats. Consider when the election was supposedly stolen. These Republicans had the Senate, they had the Supreme Court, and the executive branch. I don't know how much credit Republicans give Democrats to be able to pull off such a heist when the Republicans were in charge of everything. And states like Georgia, where the elections were being controlled mostly by Republicans. So why, and the reason I think that this, this whole thing is so dangerous is if Trump runs again with DeSantis on his side, he may very well win in the next election. And his supporters believe the last one was rigged. So if they get back in control, what sort of things are they going to be able to do to make sure the election isn't stolen, quotation marks, stolen again? This is how democracies are lost and dictators rise to power. And here I am in Fort Myers, Florida. So many people, most of them Trumpers, who hated their Democratic governor's handling of COVID, 
And you have to understand that, yes, Florida handled it very well. I love the way we handled it. We were able to go to work and make money. But you have to understand, there's a difference living in Florida than living in a place where it's cold, a place like New York, when people are indoors, where the vitamin D is low. Infection rates weren't as bad in Florida as other places, so we were able to stay open. But either way, people love DeSantis. They hated their Democratic governor, so they've flocked to Florida. And I promise you, Florida is now a solid red state. And here's the thing. If you're, if you're a conservative, I'm not hating on your economic policies and things like that. I do not want this to be political. But the Trump thing is beyond politics. I believe this. It's an insidious movement. Um, my neighbor right now, next door to me right now, has three flags flying in his front yard. He has the American flag, which he just the other day hung upside down when Biden was meeting with Russia which don't know what that really meant, but it was it was something he probably heard to do on one of the talk shows. He sits out and listens to right-wing talk radio all day. And um, he has the American flag, he has Blue Lives Matter flag, and Trump 2024 flag. If this shit goes down and Trump wins another election, my wife and I may very well have a sound of music situation where I'm flying a Trump flag so I'm not hanging from one of my neighbor's poles. And I hope, I really hope that I'm the one who's paranoid here. And I might be. It might not get this bad. But I do think that we have to understand, I'm, again, I know there's a lot of Trumpers, people that like Trump that listen to my podcast, but this is a very deranged person that can lie this many times. PolitiFact, again, I have to reiterate, 70% of the things that came out of his mouth were not true. And now we have a country where people are believing all kinds of crazy lies, like the election was stolen, when the Supreme Court that overlooked the election was Republican, when the states like Georgia were run by Republicans, and and people 100% believe it was stolen. And that's such an insidious mind parasite to think that democracy is no longer a thing because what comes next? If we can't have free elections and you won't believe in them, what comes next? You got to think about that. This is, I know this is supposed to be a psychedelic spirit and a peaceful thing, but this is a terrifying thought to me. What comes next? If democracy doesn't work, you'll just fix it? What's the glitch? How do you stop it from being stolen if it's stolen? And the answer becomes you don't. You just take power and stop letting people vote. And that's, again, how democracies fall. And I, I just, I don't think people understand the severity of these mental parasites and the devastation they can bring. All we have to do is look into our past. Tulsa, 1921. Germany, 1939. Or present-day North Korea. These are roads we must avoid. I hate, I hate that I've gotten so political, again, on the spiritual podcast. But I could not talk about mind parasites, which is something I thought was a, a thing that spiritual, spiritually we should avoid. I couldn't talk about them and about the current situation of our country with mind parasites without talking about the super spreader of misinformation. And the fact that people view Trump as our savior is absolutely horrifying. I'm not trying to talk bad about people who believe things that make them happy, but I just want everyone to understand that once we conceptualize reality with words, we create a new reality that never quite matches actual reality. And when the conceptualized reality gets off track too far, it can spin out of control. 
So please, this week, let's all step out of our conceptualized reality. Do some meditation. Clear your brain. Try and view the beliefs you have from an objective place. Sift through the beliefs that you could see causing harm to you or your neighbor or the country or the earth. Let's try and, and make what we say, whether it's on Facebook or at a restaurant or on a podcast, let's try to make it as close to the truth as possible by looking at our beliefs as honestly as we possibly can. This includes me. This, is, this includes me meditating on the things that I've said. Are there places where I'm off track with, with this Trump movement? Are there things I could be mis, misreading or reading too much into? I have to look at this. Let's try and sift through the bullshit and live an, as, as honest and happy a life as possible. So I have to run. I have to head to Captiva. I'm about to do a podcast with um, someone who was addicted to heroin. That'll be released next week. And we're going to talk about addiction. But um, I have to go to Captiva. I have to drive on this beautiful island with blue water and huge billowing white fluffy clouds. We have such a beautiful planet, and I hate that we all, myself included, get wrapped up in such bullshit. Let's try and be in the moment. Let's try to be in the moment a while. So that was this week's Psychedelic Spirit. And again, it might have not been that comforting this week, but um, I do think that overall it's a positive message to put out to let people understand that we have to, even if you agree with Trump, we have to make sure that at no point do we turn violent? Whether you're Antifa or Trump or whatever side of, if you're if you're on the far fringes of the right or left, make sure we keep these things peaceful. I love you all, and again, this was a, a weird one this week, but um, I, I think I, I had to do this. I had to do this for me, and I hope I, I have to do it to try to help what I think could help the world. I love you all, and hope you have a wonderful day, wonderful month year life. Peace out.